We have always existed, and we are still here. Telling the stories of those slung dead, we won't disappear. We're taking the pen back into our own hands. We live and we breathe and we keep creating, taking a stand. History is queerer than you. Welcome to the Making Queer History Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Will. And today we are going to be talking about... The Rainbow of Flowers, or or the Tent of Warsaw. Exactly. I'll admit that I, I got it of Google Translate. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, let us know. Yes, please do. Um, but before you do that, you know what you should definitely do? You should check out our website, www.makingqueerhistory.com. And you should also check us out on every social media that we have which is an Instagram, a Tumblr, a Facebook, and newly opened a Twitter, which Dean has been killing it on. Dean is pretty much killing it everywhere, though. That's 100% true. Yes, you, you go, Dean. But yeah, follow us on Twitter. We're, we're new there, and we're excited. We're excited to be there. We're excited that other people are excited we're there. It's just a fun time all around. Exactly. And um, for those of you who didn't know, this month I sort of took off writing. I was like, okay... I've been writing for two years, once a week, more or less. I'm going to take a month off. And, I, and Dean was very lovely about it. We had some guest articles set up. And I did take a, like, a, a short break from writing. But unfortunately, one of the guest authors, it fell through. So we'll, we'll be having that article up later. It turns out that I did have to write an article. And it's up on the website right now. It's about Frida Belenfante, who you should definitely check out. And she's amazing. It's going to be a two-parter. The first part's up. I think the second part's up coming in very soon. Um, there also, the guest article from this month is pretty dang amazing. It's about asexuality and fashion and history, which is just a great combination. So definitely, please, please, please do check it out. It is really worth a read. And let us know what you think of them. Leave some leave some likes and comments. I believe we have comments on our website, so... Yes, we have comments enabled, and this month, two people have commented. That's exciting! It's very exciting, because usually no one comments. Exactly, so thank you to both of you for your comments. <laughs> That's not fair. They're actually, like, we do get a lot of comments on social media, just usually not on our website. I don't know why. Maybe because it's like they sort of want to share their comments with, with the their week. followers. Yeah. That might be it. I don't know. Thinking of things that people are saying to us, we got an email, we which did. is super exciting. And I'm going to read it out here. And this is the first time Will's ever heard it. Yes. So you're going to be hearing the absolutely natural reaction of that person. And I got it earlier, and you don't get to hear my earlier reaction. But I was really happy. I was actually having a bad day, and I got this lovely email, and I just got, like, little warm, fuzzy feelings inside my heart. That's so good. It was very lovely. Okay. And I'm just going to say the initials of the person, because I didn't ask them if they were comfortable having their full name read out. And maybe that's not, like, their right name. We don't know. So... Until we know that, we're just going to be using initials EH. So EH sent us in this email, or at least this is part of the email. Uh, love your podcast and your Tumblr. You should totally consider making an episode on Sarah Bernhardt. Side note, she's on our radar. Don't worry, we got it. She's such an interesting lady and keep it queer. I want to side note that um, keep it queer is now how I'm going to exit every room. Because that's the best sign-off I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you so much. Yes, we absolutely love it. 
Keep it queer and then you peace out. Yeah, keep it queer and then you just leave the room. Exactly. I, I'm 100% adopting that for That's the rest of my life. The ideal exit. It really, really is. So, yeah, you can also email us, at, as you can see, at queerhistorypatreon at gmail.com. And email us in concerns, comments, compliments, yes. questions, anything you want to email us in. Corrections on our butchering of Polish words. Yeah, or corrections on anything at all. Exactly. If you have anything you want to share with us, please, please do. We love hearing you from you guys. Exactly. Thinking of hearing from you guys, another thing that we're doing right now is we're trying to find a thing to call you guys. And we figured that you guys should have a say in what we call you. So we have some ideas. We've gotten a couple ideas from social media and we're going to share them right now. Yeah. Okay, so our first idea is from me and I'm putting it first because I'm speaking and I'm very amazing and smart. So you are. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but my idea was calling you... Violet's incarnations or a combination of symbols for the queer community. And Will my, my idea was calling you the queer storians. And we had another idea that is similar to that, but very awesome, which is the rainbow storians, which I'm going to be honest, I really, really love specifically because on our Patreon, which you should check out, by the way, every single level is assigned a color from the rainbow. That makes so. sense. So it's a good, yeah, that's a good connection right there. It really is. And all my Patreons are like really amazing. And we have all these like different levels of colors. Because I just felt really weird because one of the ideas we had where we're like, oh, we're going to assign people to each level. And I was like, I feel weird about like assigning people like Frida Kahlo to a capitalist concept of being paid yes. and this kind of stuff. So I'm like, hmm, maybe no. not. But... Cool idea anyways, we're just going to leave it for a different thing. We'll assign different levels, um, cool people's names. Yes. That we'll aren't involved in capitalism. Yeah, we'll drop out on the capitalism. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of our Patreon though, you should definitely go check it out and send us some support if you can. Yes, we do really, really need it. It's been a couple months since we have gotten any increase in support. That is not saying we haven't had new patrons because we have, but literally... Right now, we have had no increase because people are also leaving at the same time, which is totally understandable. Financial situations change, but we really, really, really need additional support. So if you have any money extra, we don't judge whatever level you become a patron at. We really actually love lower patrons because it means that if they do need to leave at any point, it's not such a huge blow to our economic plan for the coming months. Yes. So we really appreciate all our patrons who already do exist, sending all our love. And if you were a patron, you'd be hearing this podcast much earlier than everyone else is going to be hearing it. You would be. So you get that. You do get that. And there's also some really, really cool rewards like stickers, tote bags with really amazing designs on it. Because like Dean is a graphic designer and I sometimes use Photoshop. So you get that. You a lot. get that. You also can get a shout out on the podcast. Yes, if you're a high enough patron, you get a shout out on the podcast and we talk about how much we love you because you are the best. And we also shout your name out a window. We do. I'm just standing at the window. I'm just yelling your name. You're just yelling your name. So if you live in Edmonton, maybe you'll hear your name shouted across the street one day. Who knows? We'll see. That's exciting. We'll see. That's like... The most suspense part. Yeah, it's, it's suspenseful. Maybe we'll be traveling and shout it and you'll suddenly be like, oh, someone just shouted my name. Are Will and Laura here? 
Maybe we are. Who knows? Because we are traveling, actually. We're we not traveling are. right now. Um, or, honestly, in the near future. Though we, I do have a writer's conference to go to this summer, which I'm very excited about. But it's not really making Crystal related. Though I am talking about being an author on Patreon. That's a completely different side note. But did you know that you can book us to speak at your university or your library or a bar? I don't know. I don't know where you want us to speak. We'll speak in the park. We'll come to your living room. We'll come to your living room. We'll stand in a tree and yell at people. I always sort of wanted to do that, to just like sit in a tree and just like yell at passerbys. That sounds perfect. Yeah. Ideal, ideal job. Yeah, ideal situation. Um... Will has been my first person to hire me because nepotism isn't real, but (laughs) they didn't actually hire me. I did pro bono because I was like, yeah, that that feels weird if I made them pay me. But I did speak at Will's University. And how do you think it went, Will? What's your review? It went really well. Laura's an incredible I'm sorry, you have to pause. Uh, You have to format this like a Yelp review. <laughs> I've never visited Yelp. I don't Neither have I, so I'm not gonna know if you're wrong. <laughs> Alright. Great presentation. Excellent speaking abilities and intriguing facts. Learn more about queer history and I, I sure did. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten? I said a little far as five star system? Ten out of five. I don't know. <laughs> very sweet. I very much appreciate it. And yeah. We also have, like, a cool opportunity right now to speak again in Edmonton. So if you're from Edmonton and you're listening to this with your ear holes, are you interested in that? Send us a line through something. Yeah. <laughs> Yell through your window. Maybe we'll hear you. <laughs> if you're interested in that, please tell us because we have an opportunity that we might want to take um, with this opportunity that we're looking at vaguely. Again, we're looking at it. We'll see. We would actually have tickets. Are you guys willing to pay to hear us speak? Yes or no? I'm intrigued to hear the answer. I'm excited. So if you're from Edmonton or if you're from anywhere, please send us in your answer to that question. Um, And we will listen and see how you're feeling. Of course, the ticket prices would be as low as we can make it, just so you guys can afford. But you know what would be awesome? If we could also afford things like rent. That'd be neat. That'd be neato. So, <laughs> Patreon. Maybe ticket sales. I don't know. That might be a thing. You can also check out our shop. Check it out on our website. It'll link you to the shop. Also, you can check out our donations page on our website. You can just donate any amount at any time. Our Patreon's much more formatted in that, like, you you regularly pay us so that we have a regular source of income. So we're not just like, are people going to pay us this month? Though it sort of still is like that a little bit sometimes because... A lot of the times people don't know that their card has been cancelled. So we're like, oh, that really important patron who is really important has suddenly stopped paying. No fault of theirs, of course. No judgment. But uh, we're poor. (laughs) So that's super exciting. So please do become patrons and give us one-time donations and buy stuff at our shop. And you won't have to buy stuff at our shop if you actually become a patron because we'll be sending you stuff from our shop. Exactly. So that's a win-win situation, honestly. Exactly. So those are like the avenues in which you can support us. And if you don't have money, you can also support us on social media. And you can also bug your friends with money to support us and then just be like, perfect, ideal, set up, and use their Patreon to get early access to our podcast. 
I'm not sure if I should be suggesting this, but use their Patreon to get early access to our podcast because we give it out early to all our patrons. Everyone else gets it a little bit later and it's the only thing that we give out early on Patreon. But, you know, I think it's nice and people ever, they get to listen to everything early and react to it early and sometimes we have little conversations. It's very exciting. So definitely become a Patreon if you want to be a part of that cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's all of the info that I have at least. We still have to talk about a couple other things. All right, I'm sorry. We have a new segment to the podcast. We do. It's going to be in the last third, and it's just going to be Laura and me talking about recent queer things that we've seen or read or listened to. And it's going to be a little different from our Project of the Month thing, which we are restructuring right now to make it a little fit our abilities a little bit more securely. But we are very excited to do this because we're not actually going to be talking to the creators. We're going to be ignoring them. If they approach us on the street, we will not talk to them. Exactly. But it's more about queer creators we don't know or bigger queer projects that exist. And we can just be like, hey, this is what was good about it. And this is why we liked it. Or even smaller queer projects that exist that we don't think we can get in contact with the creators of. Or projects with the new queer element. It doesn't matter. We can do what we want. So far, we've talked about One Day at a Time and Black Lighting. Lightning. Lightning, sorry. Both of which have some amazing queer characters. And this time, while I was supposed to hand it off to my lovely wife, Will, um, I'm ignoring that rule and taking it for the second time in a row. Alrighty. And giving another recommendation at the end of this podcast. And I can only give one, but I have so many right now because I spent my month off reading so many books. And one of them was really amazing. And it might have been called Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue. Uh, no, maybe, maybe it was a historical fiction novel that was about the journey of a bisexual man and, like, through his life and, like, seeing his adventures and, like, him being in love with his best friend and it deals with a lot of internalized and externalized homophobia. Maybe that's a thing that happened to me and that I want to share with you, but I obviously can't right now because (laughs) that would be cheating. So obviously I won't mention how it does have a canonical asexual character, though the asexual asexuality is not mentioned by name only because of historical reasons, because the word did not exist yet. Of course I would never mention that. Uh, but you, if you know, you were reading my mind or something, you'd also know that there's a <laughs> companion novel to it coming out soon. And it's by Mackenzie Lee. And I'm very excited about it, specifically because the first novel was so, so good. It's one of my favorite novels of the year. Which, again, you would only know if you're possibly reading my mind from whatever distance you were here. Because I would not be breaking the rules of this recommendation thing. You would never, right? I would never do that. No, you would not You would never find a way to fit two projects into one episode. I wouldn't. I'm very... Uh, I have a lot of integrity. I yeah. want to say that first. And the fact that we'd even talk about the fact that I might, you know, mention such an amazing book that has some, like, really intense themes that, you know, you maybe want to be cautious of if you want to start the book, including abuse and homophobia and a little bit of violence. So if you were, like, if that's something you can't read, eh, that might not be the book for you. But if it's something that you just need a warning before reading, definitely read this book because it handles all those subjects really well. I, of course, would never say that, so I'm not even (laughs) sure why we're insulting my integrity by saying I might. That's fair. So um, I wouldn't say anything about it. (laughs) 
hang on for that segment of in the last part of the podcast where Laura talks about a, a project, not another project, just 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 a a project, the first project that I've talked about because I have not in any way mentioned <laughs> a really amazing historical fiction novel that you should all check out because historical queer fiction just seems up your guys' alley. And you guys definitely wouldn't know that I'd want you to check out the acknowledgments in the back of the book because that, my tiny gay heart, was crying the entire time I was reading the acknowledgments. And, like, I was crying the entire time I was reading the book in general. And it's not a sad book, but, like, I was crying the entire time. And then I read the acknowledgments and I was crying again. I wouldn't be saying that at all. No. And, yeah, this is the first time I'd mentioned this. I couldn't. So, because obviously I'm a rule follower. Yeah. For one, yeah. I'm a rule you. follower. <laughs> You've never broken a rule in your entire life, and yep. you will not start now. Exactly. So I think we should all stop accusing me of things. And instead, go read Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue by Mackenzie Lee. There you go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. That, so yeah. I guess that segment is over, that segment where I didn't mention any media sources. Um, and we can jump into our discussion Yes, so our discussion of, of Rainbow of Flowers, mm-hmm. or the Tenta of Varsov. So the Rainbow of Flowers, or the Tenta of Varsov, was this rainbow made out of artificial flowers that was created by Julita Wojcik. It was actually, it was her third rainbow, I believe, and mm-hmm. the rainbow was put, this one particular was like bigger than all the previous ones, put together of about 16,000 artificial flowers. Yeah, that's a lot of artificial flowers. It it is. And it was all based around this metal skeleton. And yeah, it was put up in 2012 as a part of a series called Fossils and Gardens. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Wojcik also won an award for it. The Passport Politiki Award. I'm not sure if I, I probably butchered that word, but yes. So yeah, I think it started out as this pretty cool artwork by this pretty cool person. And it was supposed to be the symbol of... Yeah, it was meant to convey peace and hope and love and all very basic themes that everyone can connect to. And it was meant to be this very apolitical sculpture that was just to look beautiful. And yeah, I believe it was moved from somewhere else mm-hmm. and then moved into Warsaw because Warsaw thought, hey, why not have have this this piece of art here for the public to enjoy? The exact quote was... We thought that instead of sending this gem to a junkyard, we would give it a proper home and let it stand in Warsaw. Warsaw needs art in public spaces. Things that'll make people and passerbys smile against their will. That's from Powell Porters and So yeah, it was just meant to be yeah, be pretty and make people happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, because it was a rainbow, it, it became a symbol of the queer community and due to them the gay pride flag. And this was in many way, ways a good thing because representation and symbols are always been have always been really important for the LGBTQ community. And seeing yourself in symbols and seeing yourself represented is is such a powerful experience. Yes, experience. <laughs> Thank you. That you know, a lot of people just take for granted because it's more than just representation. It's sort of. Seeing a rainbow in certain places can be like a very quiet signal that you're safe there. And as a queer person who exists in public spaces, there are a lot of places that you have to be wary of. 
you have to, you enter them and you don't quite know. And unless you have a very good internal, like, barometer for homophobia and queerphobia, sometimes you enter a public space and you just, like, have to shrink yourself because you're not sure if it's safe for you or not. And a rainbow has been a very good way of a space saying, no, we're here for you. Even if something does bad does happen here, that there are going to be people looking out for you. Of course, it's not foolproof. Nothing is. But it's been a really huge sign of comfort for queer people who have historically and contemporarily had problems existing in public spaces fully and freely. So having rainbows there is a very important symbol. So having that is just, it's more than just representation. It's a little tiny sign that maybe you're safe, which is worth so much if you're queer. It sure is. Unfortunately, though, this as this became a symbol of the queer community, it also gained a lot of attention from other sides of society. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of homophobia and queerphobia from politicians and citizens alike. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of quotes uh, of politicians and priests talking badly about the symbol, mm-hmm. using slurs and it. Yeah, for me at least, it was a painful experience to read through. Yeah, I think one of the um, politicians who you're mentioning is called Bartos Kaunaki. Um, and he called the installation a gay rainbow. Um, and he was very clear that when he said gay, it was not a positive trait of the thing. Definitely so. Um, another politician called Stanislaw Pieta said, The hideous rainbow had hurt the feelings of believer believers, as the arts installation was near a church. So they were like, oh, you're offending believers by having a rainbow, which, if I remember correctly, is a really big symbol in Christianity as well. Like, I may be wrong, but I feel like that <laughs> has an important place in Christianity. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just completely forgetting my Bible. Yeah. As they seem to have. Maybe they skimmed over that piece. I yeah. skimmed over a lot of it, too. But yeah, uh, so this this wave of homophobia just turned up. Or existed because of this rainbow that wasn't even intended to be a queer symbol. It's just people attached that meaning to it. And a lot of vandalism happened. There were six arsons, a lot of them by far-right activists. <laughs> and every time, though, I think it's it's such a, it's sort of a nice symbol, because every time they someone burned it down, they rebuilt it. Yeah. Six times. And that's very expensive. Yeah. Like, very plainly, that's a very expensive thing. And even if it is just a symbol, it's a nice symbol. And it's one that they have put effort behind, because there's a really big difference between, like, those symbols that someone has put no effort in, like, stamping the rainbow over the Pepsi logo. Like, that's a little disingenuous, because they haven't put much effort there. And they haven't, like, really done the work. But in that situation, they had, not every politician, of course, as we just said, there were some really, really bad ones, but there were a lot of people who were doing that work, who were like, okay, we're going to make sure this stays up. Whether they believed that um, the queer community should have that symbol, or if they just wanted the original intention to be preserved of peace and love and all that kind of lovely stuff. One of these were Hannah Grunkiewicz Waltz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quoted as saying that the rainbow will be rebuilt as many times as necessary. Which is, yeah, I think that's really nice. And more than anything else, the queer community just 
rallied around this. In Poland, the queer community rallied around this. And they did have um, a peaceful protest right beside it. Um, it was actually, if I remember correctly, it was a kissin where they would literally just kiss in front of this thing. And I think that's really beautiful considering like what I just said about it being just a little bit of a sign that, you know, you can exist safely in the spaces because they tried to take that sign away. And they're like, actually, you gave us the sign and we're going to exist safely in these spaces, whether you like us here or not. So they existed safely and fully in those spaces. And they did it as a way of being like, just completely defying the intent of destroying their confidence in existing in public. Because that's something that people who are homophobic or queerphobic are just so good at doing is just destroying the confidence of a queer person out in public. And it can be just small things. And that's what makes it so insidious to me, at least, is that like just through these small gestures, they remind queer people, no, you shouldn't be here. No, you shouldn't exist fully. And queer people very loudly and very publicly said, no, we're here and we're going to be here in the fullest and most beautiful way we can. And it's so loving, like a kissin' in front of a rainbow. And just like, yeah, that's the most loving and also the most queer thing that I've ever heard. Exactly. So, yeah, a lot of beautiful things kind of came from this, while also a lot of bad things happened. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in the end, in 2015, the, the rainbow got taken down. And it has not. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. But it lives on as a memory. Yeah. And... As, to me at least, some sort of symbol that queer people will find meaning where we can, and we will find community where we can. Exactly. And we will defend that community. (laughs) With kisses. With kisses. And flowers. So yeah, that's the story of the rainbow of flowers in Poland. And I actually want to, like, specifically mention something around this, because I remember what um, made me write this article. I got this message from someone, one of my favorite followers, actually. Um, One of my earlier ones, too. Um, And they were like, I I don't remember what exactly they said, but it was something to the effect of, oh, I I wish Poland had such a rich history like the United States, like such a rich queer history. And I just like, in my heart, it just broke because I was like, no, you do. This country has this beautiful, amazing queer history and the queer communities exist in so many multifaceted ways and queer people have existed in Poland in a whole bunch of ways. Actually, there are a whole bunch of people in my new and improved list of queer people that I'm going to write about who are Polish. Um, And it really just breaks my heart every time someone's like, oh, the place that I live, it's not like that here. We don't have a history here. And I'm like, no, I promise you, you do. Maybe that history hasn't been researched into fully yet. And maybe that history isn't accessible, but it's there. And if you dig hard enough and you dig long enough, you'll find traces of it, even if they've tried to burn it all down. I think that's a good note to end it at. I think so, too. All right. So let's move on to the third part. That's the one where we talk about a project that we definitely haven't done already this episode. Nope, we have not done that. So it's time to do it now. Um, Will, I think you're doing my intro. Because yes. we have not created intro or a name for this project. Because you guys need to email in your suggestions or social media in your suggestions. So we don't have a name. So you're forced to listen to this every month. Here we are. We're ready to talk about some queer projects. Come on. I did like a 30 second one. That was like 15 <laughs> tops. We've been improving it every time. And Will just absolutely left me out to dry. 
see. You're just better than me. That's just how it is. Oh, well, that's <laughs> blocked. You're blocked and reported. All right, I'm going to get into this because Will's destroyed everything. So and my sorry. intro has been terrible. Do you want which... me to redo it? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and we're ready to listen to Laura saying things about queer things that they like. Ready to listen to Laura and all the fun things that they say. That's actually pretty adorable. Thank you. I like that one. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I feel warmed up now. I'm glad. I'm glad. All right. So this is actually a project that I have been following for a little while now. It's called the We Are Man Enough Project. It has a a couple of different uh, male celebrities involved with it. Um, I'll list them off in a second. But um, I absolutely adore this project because basically the idea of the project is that They're sort of looking at masculinity with a critical eye and talking to men and like making a safe space for men to like talk about empathy and talk about the body issues that they like exist with. And yeah, it just like the goal of the project is redefining traditional masculinity and removing yourself from toxic masculinity, which is I think this is one of my favorite pieces of art so far that has been created this year. Um, I think it was started a little earlier, but I really discovered it and dived into it this year. So I'm just going to say it's my favorite piece of art that's been created this year. And I'm just so inspired by it because feminism is really, really important. Lovely, beautiful, whatever. And feminists have done amazing things in creating spaces for women to speak on how feminism has like helped them and how toxic masculinity hurts them. And I think this is really giving men space to be accountable to the concerns that feminism has brought up and also really dig into their own things, like the own ways that they have been hurt by toxic masculinities and dig into it and be like, okay, how do we redefine this? How do we make this a positive thing? How do we leave toxic masculinity behind and instead move towards a more healthy version of ourselves and a version of ourselves that can not only uplift other men, but also can really listen and empathize with women's voices when it's needed. One of the things they really highlight is um, listening to women's voices. Um, One of the things I really enjoyed was on one of the social medias is that they were talking about um, body image issues. And they shared a whole bunch of women talking about body image issues, which I thought was very surprising because the women themselves who they were talking, they didn't gender them. So like they didn't gender the people they were talking to. They're like, oh yeah, body image issues exist in this way. And they weren't like, body image issues exist this way in women. They were very like broad. But I was very surprised that a project run by Ben chose that and was like, these women are saying things that are relevant to us and we're listening to their voices. And not only that, but we're uplifting their voices and like saying that these are the people we should be listening to, which isn't something I get to see very often, even from the most progressive men. Um, And recently, like I've been waiting for this. I've been sitting and waiting. I'm like, okay, they have a couple queer people at the table already and I'm going to list them off in a minute. But yeah, they have a couple queer people already. But last episode... They had a transgender man, which was what I was been waiting for this entire time because I'm like, that's an interesting way to look at masculinity. And um, in that episode, they really talk about how if you're a transgender person, you have a different relationship to your gender than many other people might have because you have to exist even more so in gender roles than a cisgender person might because cisgender people will 
sort of pointed out if you're missing any single thing. Like if you're a cisgender man who wears makeup, people will be like, oh yeah, they just do that for TV shows. But if you're a transgender man who wears makeup, they might point it and be like, oh, that's proof that you, you know, you're wrong about your gender. So he really talked about that and it was really amazing. Um, now I'm going to list off sort of some of the people that have been involved in it. Um, Justin Baldoni, um, that's uh, an actor from Jane the Virgin, um, which is also a great show that you should check out with some decent queer representation. They just added a new queer character, which I'm excited about. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Sorry. Um, Prince Ia, um, Aiden Dowling, which is the person I was talking about. That's the transgender man I was talking about. Um, Derek Ho, how? I, I, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, Javier Monos, which is um, the person who, I'm not sure if he's currently playing Hamilton in Broadway, but he did at one point. He's a, a gay man. And then uh, Basim Yosef. And this project is like run by men of color and by queer men. And it really, really digs deep into like empathy and body image issues and how to relate to other people and how to rid yourself of toxic masculinity, which I think is exactly what men need to be making art about right now. Like, I'm not here to control what people make art about, but this is the best art I've seen from a group of men in a very long time. And it's absolutely beautiful. I'm so glad. Yes. That sounds like a really good project and I'll definitely check it out. And please, please, everyone else, please do check it out. I think it's worth your time. And especially if you're a guy, because that space is for you. There's a space for you to talk about toxic masculinity and to really like take accountability for the society we exist in, but at the same time, receive compassion and empathy in that space. Um, so if you're a guy, or if you sometimes identify as guy, or no matter what your gender is, you should definitely at least like give it a look. If it you look at it and you're like, oh, this is stuff I already know. I'm good. That's okay. But I'm sure you know some men who don't know this. So, you know, maybe you could share with them. I really just love this project so much. So I think it should be getting all the hype in the world. So it is called We Are Man Enough? We Are Man Enough. Also, can we talk about the fact that a transgender man was like a really important part of a project called We Are Man Enough? Yeah, I think that's, that's really just good. beautiful. That's I'm really good. Where they exist? They exist on Instagram? Yes, they exist on Instagram. I, I only follow them on Instagram. I don't know if they exist on those social medias, but you can check out their website at www.wearemanenough.com. All one word. So great. So exciting. All right. Thank you so much for sharing, Laura. Of course. That's what I'm here for. That was uh, the only project you've shared this, yeah, this episode, I, obviously. You know, yeah. It was, uh, I had to restrain myself, but I kept myself to one project, <laughs> and I thought that was just like the most relevant project to share. So, you yeah, know, definitely the most topical. Yeah. So, yeah, return next episode for listening to me talk about a project. Yeah. How, how is this going to work? Do I get two in a row now? I think you get two in a row now. Sweet. Cool. I need to think of two pro two things to talk about, but I can do that. I you believe watch in so many queer things. I do. And guys, Will just finished Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda. I did. I did. And I will cry. So get excited for Will crying ne next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Tune in next week. Or next episode. I mean, for me crying. Yeah. It's just going to be like an hour-long episode of that. So. Exactly. Get excited. Yep. All right. So thank you so much for listening. Remember to please, 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 please become a patron at patreon.com slash queerhistory. Check out our website, www.makingqueerhistory.com 
From there, you can find all our social medias, which include Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can also definitely email us or sign up for our newsletter. Also, you can email us at QueerHistoryPatreon at gmail.com. Did I pronounce at least three politicians' names wrong? Probably. Send it in. Complain to me. I'll try to correct myself next episode. And yeah, we're, we're happy to hear from you. I think that's all. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We, we appreciate all of you. And yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being here. And remember, history is queerer than you think. We have always existed, and we are still here. Telling the stories of those slung dead, we won't disappear. We're taking the pen back into our own hands. We live and we breathe and we keep creating, taking a stand. History is queerer than you think. Queerer than you think